This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. And this is Christina, and you're listening to Wannabe Fans, a podcast for wannabe fans of St. Louis City, SC. Full disclosure, this episode has a lot of background noise. Do not party in podcast. You will have background noise. This is our first recording since we actually released our first two episodes. We have a little bit of a backlog between when this one will air and our first two episodes, but this is the first time that we're recording after those have been released. So we thought that we would share some initial reviews as to what we were doing and share a little bit about our bingo card as well. So Christina, I think that you had the best review. Can you tell us who that's from and what they said? Yes. So I told my grandma... (laughs) I told my grandma that we were starting a podcast and I told her it was going to be soccer related. And she told me that I should send her the link as soon as I, you know, uploaded an episode or two. So I did. And she listened to our intro, our welcome episode. And then she listened to the episode where I shared um, the soccer terminology with you. And then you told me what you thought it was. And then I would kind of give you the definition if it was a little bit off base. Anyway, um, she, she listened to it and she sent me a text message and it said, Hey, Christina, Nicole, I loved your podcast. It was great. I feel like I could take a test on soccer now, but please don't put any questions about offsides on it. I don't think I got that one, but I love you so much. So proud of you. And it was so sweet. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was hilarious because I was like, okay, you and me both, grandma. Right. What, I'm not sure what offsides is still either. I, I think yeah. I've got a little bit more of an idea of it. I just don't think I could see it. So, right. Well, um, and I, I was glad that the takeaway was that she learned something. Right. Because a part of me was like, was this even informative? Because we really, I mean, we did cover a lot of soccer terminology yeah and we did our best to you know make sure that uh we used a credible site and we went through the actual definitions after the fact but I, I just i i hope that it was informative you know to an extent because that's also the key here is to be slightly informative not technical but informative so yeah yeah and then we also got some reviews um Online, people like that we said, fuck Stan Kroenke. Mm-hmm. That came up a that couple times. That was a times. big one. Yeah. Um, we got a mention on the This Is Silly pod. Yes. <laughs> where they called us, not technical, struggled a little bit with my name, and uh, it's called Christina Short. Those were my major takeaways of that review. It was yes. great. It was wonderful. But no, I mean, honestly, everyone's been really nice and kind of receptive and supportive so far. So we appreciate that. Because it's not necessarily the easiest to put yourself out there, especially about something that you're learning about versus something that you're an expert on or consider yourself an expert on. 
So uh, we really appreciate that. And of course, if you have any feedback, just let us know and keep it coming. Mm -hmm. um, we did want to share one thing, which was about our bingo card. Christina, you want to tell them the idea of the bingo card? Yeah, so we have a bingo card. And we are not completely finished with said bingo card. But when we are finished, we will have all the slots filled with potential uh, maybe like categories or situations I'm on the word, but like situations that we might run into as far as hate mail or responses feedback um either in person or through social media so our intention is to kind of have fun with any potential negative feedback we receive yeah um hate mail and so we are in the process of putting that together and I think we are able to successfully mark one of those those slots off. Yeah, I think we do have a space marked off. So yeah. other than our free space in the very center of it, the ones that we do have filled in so far, which I won't share all of them with you because um, I'm just going to share the one that I think we have marked off. Um, we don't want people to just send us critiques and hate mail just to get our bingo card filled out, as funny as that would be. But we had one for Arsenal Apologists. And we think that we hit that one already mm -hmm. because I got into a Twitter exchange with Brad from the This Is Silly pod. And um, he was trying to say that the the club had existed long before Stan Kroenke and would exist long after Stan Kroenke. So I should have not changed from Arsenal to Chelsea and mulliganed my result from the quiz. Ah, uh, so, so I was trying to bring you back. He was trying to bring me to back. your original result. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It was very, very much like a, but actually, and then mm. like trying to say, well, Stan Conkey's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. In St. Louis, um, it kind of spun off into a different conversation because he was saying that the person that used to own Chelsea, who does not currently, Roman Abramovich, I think that's how you say it, I'm not sure, uh, was a Russian oligarch that uh, owned Chelsea for a while. We went back and forth a little bit, and I kind of made a weird connection between fencing and soccer where the person who owned arsenal also owned the international fencing um like organization and that's alisher uzmanov and Kroenke bought him out to become the full owner of arsenal hmm. wow so it's just like these weird oligarchs that keep showing up in my life now the yeah. sports that i'm into <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like it sounds like Stan Kroenke just really wants to be a part of your life. Um. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, the only reason why I know about Stan Kroenke is because I, I'm, I'm not from St. Louis, but um, I moved here in 2019. And my first job that I got to, I had a coworker who was really into, like, following that whole case um, as it was going on throughout the years. And he, and he like informed me of what had gone on with the Rams, the Stan Kroenke, et cetera, in St. Louis. And that just kind of informed like my view of like, oh, this is a St. Louis thing. We just can't like him. Mm -hmm. And since I, I like being here, I live here now. It's just like, oh, I don't like you, you know? Right. So that's, that's just how I come about that. And it that. just rolls off the tongue. It does. Fuck Stan Kroenke. I think it's all the K sounds in there. I think so. It just sounds right. <laughs> Today I took Anna Maria to the Amsterdam Tavern 
Um, if you've never been, it's off Morgan Ford. You can just Google Maps it, but it is the place to be if you love soccer and you want to watch it with other people who also love soccer. Um, so that's a shameless plug for the Amsterdam. Um, but anyway, Anna Maria's first time at the Amsterdam. Um, we all know that she is now <laughs> a Chelsea supporter. And so we went to watch, um, I, I watched Tottenham play, um, Leeds and then, uh, Anna Maria was there to watch Chelsea play, uh, Newcastle. So Anna Maria, tell us about your initial thoughts of what, what, what did you think about it? I was so entertained. <laughs> I was so entertained. It was really fun. I thought that the um, Tottenham and Leeds game was was a lot of fun because it kept going back and forth. Um, and then also we had someone sitting next to us who was a Leeds fan who desperately wanted me to switch mm. away from Chelsea to be a Leeds fan. But I'm like, I've already committed. Right. He tried really hard he to promote Leeds and he was even telling Anna Maria that, you know, one of the players from Chelsea might be considering lead. So more of a reason to hop over. But at the end of the day, Anna Maria is committed to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Based on the results of an internet quiz, which is fine. Yeah. And then um, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I like the atmosphere because there were a lot of people there for the same thing. Um, I don't think I'm particularly used to people who are super into sports, if that makes sense. Um, just because my background's in fencing and it's a lot quieter for the most part. It's a lot quieter. Um, we don't necessarily, it's a niche sport, so we don't necessarily have like a big fan base like that, where you'd have like a bar that people just show up to at nine in the morning to drink and watch people play the sport so it was a completely different environment and I just had a blast yeah that was definitely a different experience for me usually whenever I go up to watch the Spurs there's there's like literally one other person there um but this time we had four or five people and then we had a Leeds fan and he was so enthusiastic and every time that they scored everybody in the bar would just start cheering because I mean, you know, we want to see the leads do well. Um, I, I don't, but <laughs> everybody else was, and it, that's just kind of the atmosphere. It's fun. Um, everybody is super kind. I mean, in my experience, um, super kind and friendly and, uh, easy to talk to. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm glad that you got to experience that. Yeah, I, I liked it because um, I recently joined a Chelsea, like in St. Louis group on Facebook called Blue in the Lou. And so I met two people through that and I got a scarf. And I, one of the people that I met who was also there for Chelsea told me that he picked the team based on having a dog growing up named Chelsea which I thought was a fantastic reason to pick a team to cheer for. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Made me feel a little bit better about the internet quiz thing, although I have not really had any shame about that. So, um, but like, it's just funny what like people decide to 
latch on to to support a team. Right, right. I mean, even the guy that was there supporting the leads, I think that he said, and I might be misquoting him, but he was there supporting the leads or he just started supporting the leads like a year ago. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting because I don't think I've run into anyone who is a newer supporter um, of a Premier League team. And so, um, yeah, that was that was interesting. But we got to see Malia, which is always fun. Usually Malia and I um, are there to – she's watching Aston Villa. I'm watching Spurs. And um, today Aston Villa wasn't playing. So she was what she called an agent of chaos. But um, anytime that the lead scored on Spurs, she was she was all for it. It was really yeah. entertaining. Um, it seemed like a lot of people there were hating on the Spurs versus like mm-hmm. cheering for leads. Yeah, I, I've heard mixed feelings, reviews about the Spurs. A lot of it comes from Harry Kane being on our team. And I don't know the full history behind that. So that's something that I need to look into a little bit more. But honestly, I'm not a huge like Harry Kane isn't the reason why I support spurs um it's because of an internet quiz (laughs) (laughs) but also because i i really like sun um i i just i think he's a fantastic player and i like his energy and he's just always he always seems so happy and genuine and i don't know i latched on because of that the quiz is what got me started but sun like i was latched from there um but he was unfortunately not playing today. He's been injured. So, but he brought in the style today, just sitting out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, he had on this like nice little pea coat and some sunglasses, and he was just he was just chilling. Yeah, like, he was an entire vibe. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have many reasons this year for Chelsea other than the internet quiz right now, mm-hmm. and the fact that it seems to kind of piss some other people off. So that's kind of entertaining too. Mm-hmm. Um, the the game was, in my opinion, complete shit show because uh, we did, we did not win. It was one zero for Newcastle, and it was hilarious to watch because I think like the last three to five minutes were just like this chaotic like I, I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just like pure chaos. Yeah. Out on the they were yeah. There was the last I think we had seven extra minutes in stoppage time and somewhere in the last 35 seconds, the ball was just like flying all over the field. And for people who are not extremely or even a little bit experienced in soccer, it was a very confusing (laughs) sight for me because I'm like, it's just a free-for-all. The ball yeah. is just flying around the field, and I'm like, what's happening? Are we are we headed in a specific direction? Do we have a strategy here? The ball is just everywhere. But the entire match, it seemed, I don't know, they were just constantly at each other's feet, and yeah. everybody was ankles. falling over, yep. <laughs> and there were plenty of yellow cards, and I think that 
was an experience for you <laughs> because I don't think that there were many yellow cards in the, the other matches that we watched. No, the Tottenham Leafs game had a red card. There was a red card. There was a red yes. card. I saw that. Yeah, that was that, that was, was exciting. Exciting, but it was at the very last. It was few minutes, which was even more, I guess, unfortunate for them. <laughs> dramatic. Yeah, we were ahead by one, and then they received a red card, and that was just. I think that sealed the deal. Yeah, <laughs> I felt kind of <laughs> bad, especially for, you know the lead supporters in the building. The lead supporter. The right? lead supporter. I didn't see any other yeah. people there that were supporting leads. And so we'll just say, based on what we were able to observe, there was only one supporter there. But yeah. Yeah. Still yeah. fun. Still fun. Uh, I had a great time overall. I am looking forward to being back at some point. Um, it was... Again, just completely different experience. Lots of fun. So after we posted our episodes and people were able to see that I got Chelsea as a result in my quiz, um, I did get a, told by a Joe, a guy named Joe, uh, on Facebook that I should join the Blue and the Lou group, which is a Facebook group for Chelsea supporters in St. Louis. So I joined, I got in about two minutes later and um, it's probably about like 60 people in it right now. And everyone's been really nice and just kind of interacting with me about like, here's where we normally sit when we go to the Amsterdam, here's where we do this, etc. And um, so I encouraged Christina to see if there was uh, one for the Tottenham and what happened, Christina? Oh, by the way, I think I should add this. When I asked to join this group for the uh, Blue and the Lou, the question that they asked me was whether or not, like, where in the area I lived around St. Louis, probably to keep people out who don't actually live in St. Louis. So, you know, I answered that I lived in the city, and then that was accepted, like, two minutes later. Christina, what's been your experience so far? Yeah, so I've been a Spurs fan for about two years now, and I never even thought about seeking out other fans in St. Louis. So whenever uh, Anna Maria started following Chelsea and was brought into that fold, I was like, wait a minute, I should be reaching out to my other spur spurs <laughs> fans. So anyway, I um, sent a request, but I was asked a few questions. Um, one being who is my favorite player? Um, I said Sun Hung Min, and um, I already, in another podcast, explained, or episode, sorry, explained um, why I, uh, why he's my favorite player. But then the second question was, who is the greatest um, Tottenham Spurs player of all time? I said Jimmy Greaves because I Googled it. And then I went to number three. And it was, how do I feel about David Portnoy? And I um, didn't know who that was. Didn't right? know who that was. I'd never heard of him before. So I looked him up and it was a little bit unclear. It seemed like there was some bad blood because he kind of just became a Spurs fan. And then he 
said, you know, like he made some bad statements about them on his show. Um, so even one Anna Maria was able to find a uh, statement where somebody said he is the worst thing to happen since lasagna gate. <laughs> yeah. Which of course then begged the question, what was lasagna gate? What was it? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we, we had to, we went down a little bit of an internet rabbit hole finding this out. And Christina, do you want to tell us exactly what happened with lasagna gate for this first? Yeah. So what happened is, and I'm, I'm going to just double check what, um, month this was sorry may 2006 um 10 members of the tottenham hotspur uh squad were um they came down with what they thought was food poisoning right before one of the biggest matches um in spurs history and so what happened is they had all eaten lasagna at this hotel the night before and they had suspected that the reason why they were all sick was because they got food poisoning from the lasagna they ate at the hotel. Hence lasagna gate. Hence lasagna gate. And unfortunately that was not accepted by the premier league as, you know, a reasonable, um, you know, situation to allow for them to do a rematch or whatever they were, were hoping to, to do to resolve the issue. But anyway, um, it was, it was a disaster for them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very unfortunate, but that is lasagna gate. So anyway, I put initially I put um I could have put good, bad, or eh. And I always love to put eh, especially if I don't know the answer. So I did that. Um and then and, you, you went in and changed it though, didn't you? Yeah, I went in, I did it again, and then I was like, I think the answer, I think what it's bad, you know. Yeah, because, David Courtney. The David general, Portnoy is bad. That's the general consensus. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm still waiting to hear if I am, am able to get into the group. I'm, I'm not sure if it actually went through um, because I, I've clicked join. And then whenever I go back, um, you know, it's it gives me the option to retake the uh, the questions and or the little quiz at the beginning. Um, but yeah, so that was my attempt a little bit different from the Chelsea group in terms of just the the process, but you also have a larger group though. You yeah. have, you have like 400 people in your Facebook right. group. Right. Versus the 60, I was the 60th person to join. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's been a little bit harder because whenever I go to the Amsterdam, like I said, um, before I, I don't usually see a lot of Tottenham supporters um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not sure if maybe we're just missing each other, but the largest, you know, amount of, of supporters in the group is usually Liverpool or Manchester United or um, Chelsea. Chelsea's fairly big. So those are the people I'm usually seeing at the Amsterdam. So if you are a Spurs fan, I would love to see you. Um, either at the Amsterdam or send a message. Um, we can all, you know, ride this <laughs> roller coaster that's on fire <laughs> together <laughs> because that, I think that's how they described the Chelsea team too. But yeah, that's what it, that's what it feels like. If you watch the match, um, the recent matches, that's what it's started to feel like here. So 
All right, so we are going to go over some more soccer terms. Um, I am going to read off a soccer, um, just like a common or basic soccer term, and then Anna Maria is going to tell me what she thinks it means, and then I will tell her what it actually means, unless she gets it 100% right. Yeah. So. <laughs> we'll see. That was a face of uncertainty right there. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with some basic terms. Um, the first one being a volley. Is that when they pass it back and forth to the same people? Um, not quite. Um, a volley is when a player kicks the ball while it is in the air. Oh, okay. So that's a volley. Um, what is a trap? I have no idea. Is it a trick? No, um, think of it as something that you're going to do, um, um, defensively. So I'm going to do defensively. Uh-huh. Um... Maybe pass back to your goalkeeper so that the other team can't get the ball and the goalkeeper can send it really far away. Is that right? <laughs> no. No? Okay. No. A trap is stopping the ball with your body in order to control it. Oh, okay. And I, I think we saw it a few times today yeah. when we watched um, both teams, but um, that is a way to stop the ball to – control it and obviously you know you cannot use your hands so what is a tackle is that when you body block someone um i mean <laughs> in american <laughs> football that sounds so right um but in soccer it's a player's attempt to steal the ball from the other team oftentimes it involves a slide a slide. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they did it a couple of times. Um, but in order to, you know, cut through, they would slide and try to, you know, manipulate the ball that way. Um, that's also considered a tackle. Okay. Um, but we also noticed that whenever they tripped or ran into each other, they were, you know, getting a red, sorry, a yellow, a yellow card. Um, so there are appropriate ways for players to try to manipulate the ball or the field or the other players without getting yellow card. One of them is considered a tackle. Um, okay. So I, I, I know I've seen it. I can picture it, but I can't describe it. Right. Well, let's move on to um, more of the positions on the field. I think that's important, especially since we just did the draft. We're going to start seeing who are these people, what positions will they be playing. Um, so let's let's move on to that. Um, starting with the forward. What do you think a forward is, or can you define that position? So I know there are forwards, midfielders, and defenders, and then the goalkeeper, and I don't know what they actually do for their job descriptions i just know that the forwards are in front the midfielders are in the middle and the defend defenders are behind mm. but i don't know what they're supposed to do i'm gonna guess the forwards are supposed to go out and score 
Yeah. They're the they're the attacking position. Attacking position. So okay. they they play furthest up the fields. They're the ones who are scoring the goals or okay. doing most of the goal scoring. And then the midfielders are in between the defenders and the forwards. Can they sometimes just go forward and attack or sometimes go back and defend? Is that how that works? Yes. So they they specialize in passing and moving the ball toward the goal from the defensive half to the off, offensive half. So we saw that a lot today when because with Chelsea and um, Newcastle, there was a lot of back and forth and there was a lot going on in the middle. And so getting the ball from the defensive side to the offensive side. And, and um, it is my experience that they, they have the opportunity to, to score if, you know, it's available okay. to them, but, but they're mostly looking out for the forwards to score the goals. Okay. So, um, and then you have the defenders who, that is a position that is the last line of defense in front of the goalie. So you have the goalie, then you have the defenders, and they are um, there to stop those or the other team's forwards from scoring. Okay. So those are the, the three main positions. And then, of course, you have the goalie. And I think I get that They one. guard the goal. Yeah. yeah. And they are the only players who are allowed to use their hands. I did know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that a lot today. So, yeah, yeah, they are allowed to use their hands. So um, that's also good to know. We did see somebody who, and something I thought was really interesting is today, we saw somebody who fell on the ground, the ball hit their hand, and they were given a yellow card for using their hands, handball. And they weren't intentionally going to grab the ball or I to... Didn't, I didn't know it worked that way. I didn't know that it's just any time your hand touches the ball versus, like, you have to, like, intentionally do it. I guess it makes sense because, like, you can't necessarily judge, like, intention as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a referee, you have to make a lot of decisions, but the less subjective it is, the better in a lot of cases. So if it's just always, if it touches your hand, then there is some sort of penalty for it. That makes a lot of sense to me, but it's kind of counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that was my thought as well. I mean, he clearly was not trying to grab the ball. He was falling. His hand hit the field and the ball hit his hand. Right. So it was just, it was a learning experience. Um, So anyway, they can touch the ball with their hands. Everyone else cannot. Um, So we'll move on along to some other terms that we have not discussed. Um, So one being the formation, um, which is kind of self-explanatory. I mean, when we, we already went through the, the positions, but um, what about the formation? And, And I wonder even in fencing, is there like a specific formation? I mean, it's one on one. So yeah, there wouldn't be a formation. Yeah. And even with um, team, it's one versus one. It's just, you go in a certain order. Right. Yeah. So probably a bit different, like to think about what that could look like, but what's, what would you think of formation? Like where they're assigned to on the f- field pitch Yeah. Field pitch, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Essentially it's the arrangement of okay. the 11 players. So, um, you might have like four defenders, four midfielders, and two forwards, or you might have 
four defenders, three midfielders, and, you know, three forwards, like, depending on how they, you know, decide um, is what's best for the play. Um, So that is what they consider a formation. Oh, Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is stoppage time? I think I know this one. It's just the time that they added the end for times that the play has been stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Just to make up for those delays. And yeah. there were a lot of delays in in one of the matches. So there was a significant amount of stoppage time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've only seen like 10 minutes is the most I've seen in stoppage time. But if you see more than 10 minutes, let us know. Um, what is a set piece? A set piece? <sighs> set piece. Is that... Is that someone who just always plays? Um, not exactly. A set piece is planned positioning for of the players when they are going to restart a play. Oh. So when there's a corner kick or a free kick, um, there's an opportunity to plan the positioning of the players for the, the corner kick. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they can um, establish a position, uh, you know, and then make runs into the box whenever the ball is kicked into the, you know, the box. And um, it's important based on, you know, how you want to handle that corner kick or that free kick. Um, and then, you, of course, there's the wall, that formation right in front of the the net, um, which which was fun to watch that happen. So, um, but that's that is a set piece. So that's what you were seeing anytime um, there was you know, like the ball went out of bounds technically, and there was a throw in, and if there was a corner kick or a free kick that time in between um, they were setting up okay. for the play. Okay. Um, so here's a more like premier league or, you know, league term more than a player term or um, an actual soccer term, but like this is more of uh, for premier league. We'll just say that for the sake of the definition. What do you think relegation means for a team? I only know this from Ted Lasso. So yeah, it's not something that's that the only I know. reason I asked uh, it. Okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only, the only way that I know this is because I finished the first season of Ted Lasso and th- that comes up in it. Again, yeah. Try not to spoil anything, but it's when you've done so poorly that you're no longer a part of that league anymore and you have to fight your way back up. Yeah. I mean, they basically operate, like, I always think of it as, like, a corporation or something. Like, you, you're either promoted and you work your way, you know, or you stay in the league or, you know, um, or you come into the league or you're demoted because you've played so poor, poorly or you're at the bottom, you know, of the, the league for the, um, the season and, and you get demoted. Um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate to see that happen. Um, now we're going to move into some 
soccer lingo or slang. Um, and if anyone wants to give us more lingo or slang, drop it in our DMs or send us an email because um, I'd love to hear more. But I, I have heard one of these. I have not heard all of these. One is, what is a hat trick? Like, what would they call a hat trick? A hat trick in soccer. I am going to guess it's when a goalie makes a goal. Oh. Well, it's sort of. I mean, it's when one player scores three goals in a single game. Okay. So okay. it's considered a hat trick. Okay. Cool. I think today we were hoping for a hat trick for a Liverpool player. Um, they had scored two, but they didn't get the third, the third goal. So um, what is a nutmeg? A nutmeg? I know it's a spice. If this isn't a real thing, please let us know. <laughs> I'm just on the internet looking up soccer lingo. <laughs> I don't know. I grated over some drinks. I put it in pumpkin pie. I don't know what a nutmeg is in terms of soccer. Is that is that slang for the ball? Because nutmeg's round. It's when a player kicks the ball through another player's legs. Oh god. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's really good, actually. I like yeah. that. Go on. I've never heard of. I've never heard mm. anyone say anything like it that. Might not be here because. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I had to read that one off. Um, let's see. Um, what is a clean sheet? Clean sheet. Uh huh. Is that a game that ends 0-0? Zero, zero? No? No. no. Um, a clean sheet is when a team does not allow a goal the entire game. So there's no goal. Like, they score three, the other team scores none. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. So that's considered a clean sheet. Um, so it's usually, like, other, other sports would call it a shutout. Yeah, yeah. But in the soccer world, it's a clean sheet. Um, what is an own goal? That's when you accidentally kick it into your own goal, right? Yeah. Or, or it gets <laughs> yeah. kicked off of someone into your own goal. Yeah. That's and sad. unfortunately, that actually happens. So it's a it's a term to know. Yeah. Um, I've seen that happen in hockey before. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's really depressing. Um. Here's one. What is a flop or more commonly used a dive? This is when they fall to the ground because they got their ankles kicked. Sort of. I mean, it's, and there's, there's chance around this one term, um, but it's when a player fakes being fouled in order to get a free kick. Ah. And we saw that a lot today. Yeah. Not, not yeah. necessarily that it wasn't always successful. It, but there was a there was a moment in the match where a player had fallen down and then the camera went off, came back on, they were just laying there, and then um, when they didn't immediately call a yellow card, they just like went into the fetal position and started rolling. 
And I was like, wait a minute. Are you hurt? Or is this it just was, it, was, it was not an immediate reaction. It was not an immediate reaction. So I, yeah, I laughed. I laughed a little bit at that, but um, hopefully it was okay. But that is what we would call a dive. Um, okay. Is a player faking being fouled in order to get that free kick. Um, let's see. What is an assist? Uh, is it the like pass before someone makes a goal? So like, or attempts to make a goal. Mm-hmm. So whoever's trying to set it up. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is the, uh, that's that definition. You've got that one for sure. We went through a lot of soccer terminology in this episode. If you have any feedback or clarification on definitions that you would like to provide, shoot us a email or DM us on our socials. Also, if you are a member of the St. Louis Spurs Facebook group, please let me in. 